Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. All right. Well, good morning. So this is, for some of you, an incredible distraction. For some of you, this is an abomination. For some of you, it's just like, take that off your head. You look ridiculous. Um, But there's a reason for it. And, uh, well, maybe you want to see my eyes, so I'll at least do this. There we go. Here we go. A little better. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. You know what I'm talking about. Well, we're on this um, thing of called expand, and, and you, I'll get to this in a moment. It is an illustration. I typically don't wear sneakers, blue jeans, ball cap, a hoodie. I mean... How many people like this look, though? How many people are, like, offended by this look, though? You don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. (laughs) Well, let me just let let you know. See, this was with a smaller crowd. Everybody feels like they can, you know, have a little bit more freedom just to talk out um, in service now. But I have to say, I love actually going to two services. The reason being is I get to spend more time with you. We get to spend more time. It's not so crammed in here, so I love it. The other thing I love is I love these empty seats. I never, ever thought I'd be so excited to see empty seats. Seriously. And the reason why I'm so excited by those empty seats is because I know that they're not going to stay empty. And I know that every number that comes here on service has a name. Every number has a name. Every name has a story. And we want every story to be embedded the story of Jesus Christ in their story. And so when we look around and we see empty seats, be encouraged only if now six months go by and there's the same number of empty seats, I'm not going to be so excited. <laughs> Well, we are finishing up this series called Expand, and I I want to begin with where we started, or I should say end with where we started, in Isaiah 54, Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. It says this, enlarge the places of your tent, let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out, do not hold back, lengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. We started that verse in this series a few weeks ago to understand that we, the Lord is speaking to us this year that this whole theme of expand is just not, hey, four weeks, five weeks, expand. But the Lord is really planting in our hearts what it is that he's wanting to do to bring people close to him, to bring them into a family of God, and to allow them to flourish and multiply in their lives. The interesting thing of this verse, though, it doesn't start with just all these great things of enlarge your tents and you're going to like inherit all these nations. And It starts with this, verse 1, sing, O barren one, who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her her who is married, says the Lord. Interesting. 
Here he's saying that if you have lack in your life, if you have not been fruitful, if you, by, by symbolically talking about a barren woman, and for a barren woman who's never been able to bear a child, we know that feeling. You know that feeling. But here is the promise that he says, don't let your past circumstances, don't let the past define you, don't allow what you've been trying for and it hasn't happened be the thing that starts to, you to lose hope in. But he's saying, now, enlarge the places of your tent. In other words, make more room. Make more room. And today, we've made more room with two services. But I also wanted us to realize that we made more room in our hearts in this series. Made more room in our awareness of what God is doing. And today, I'm going to be talking about the go. You see, many times we talk about the row circle seat, and a lot of that is, you know, the row is, is our gathering, right? It's these rows here, our circles, our life groups. We know the value of life groups, and then our seats, your personal devotion time, and we talk about the row circle seat every week, right? Be in the row circle seat every week. But it can be really easy. We start looking around and realize that, wait a second, you know, we're just waiting for people to show up, to come through these doors, but maybe they're not going to come through the doors. Maybe you're going to go out these doors and bring somebody to these doors. You know, when we were talking about what Jesus asked of his 12 and then his 72, he said this, and they, in Luke chapter 9, verse 6, and they departed and went through the villages preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And I wanted to encourage you, that, remember that message, the, the sending up the 12 and the 72, and have you had the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody yet? Have you prayed for somebody for healing? And this invitation in Isaiah 55, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy wine and, and milk without money, without price. This idea that the Lord is beckoning people to come, and saying, it's okay. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like you have it. You don't have enough of your life together. He's just saying, come. So the point of me wearing this today. I really believe that sometimes some of you are uncomfortable that I'm wearing a hat in a sanctuary. And I'd have to say maybe we need to get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable. Maybe we just need to get a little comfortable being uncomfortable. Because I want to give you an example of an epic fail on Pastor Mark's part this week. Epic fail. So we're in staff meeting and all of a sudden somebody notices something strange going in the parking lot. A car had parked in the upper parking lot, which is a little abnormal if people are not going to actually enter the building. Typically, if people are just looking for a parking spot to kind of do something, they go to the lower parking lot and do their thing. But there's a couple people that kind of look like this. They had their flat rim hat out. They had the chain. I tried to do it. I, thankfully, I spared you guys today. They pants down, halfway down their backside, right? I don't know how they hold those things up, by the way. That's, that is a skill in itself. I, I don't know how they do. It's just like, you don't have a belt. How does it stay there? Anyways. So we noticed that we started kind of like, this is kind of weird. Like, 
it's just the activity was kind of strange. And so we were, all of a sudden our staff meeting stopped and we were kind of like, what are they doing? Are they doing like a drug deal? Are they like, what, what's going on here? And we got really suspicious, like, are they going to cause problems or, or whatever they were up to? So I'm peeking out the side of the shades and everybody's looking and everybody's looking. And then I was like, well, maybe they, we just, maybe they don't think the church is open. So maybe we just kind of like need to disrupt them a little bit to, to know that, hey, there's other people around. And, and so I was like, oh, I got to think about this. How am I going to do this? And so like, let me pretend that I'm going to the dumpster and bring garbage with me, and I have to kind of walk by them. So I go, and I rummage around, find some, some garbage, and I get the bag, and I go, I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Make some noise. Go into the dumpster. All of a sudden, a guy starts following me. He's like, oh, no, oh, no. What, what am I getting myself into? And uh, I'm like, I could feel his presence, and I'm going, I lift up the dumpster lid, and... Uh, I was like, he starts talking to me. He's like, oh, what's it going to be? He goes, hey, I, do you mind if I throw this bag of garbage in here too? I was like, oh, okay. Whew. That's all it was. It's like, he's not going to like try to rob me or anything like that. So, so here it is. I, I'm kind of like going back in and these guys are, and then I asked, well, I didn't really ask him. And he goes, yeah, you know, we're, we're just trying to put this, this uh, cover on the steering wheel. And it's like really difficult. I can't believe that, you know, it's like, that's kind of odd too. So I go back in. So I tell the guys, it's like, I, I think they're fine. They take off. And, but the interesting thing about that, a couple days go by, I'm working on this message, and I realized that I just missed it. I realized that God was bringing somebody right to the church in the upper parking lot to a bunch of people who could have shared Jesus. And yet we were suspicious, we were uncomfortable, we were trying to like, what's going on? And I missed it. And I wonder how many of those stories are going on into our lives every day. That the Lord is orchestrating people to be in the parking lots of your lives and we are so busy and so preoccupied and maybe a little suspicious because they don't look like us. And maybe you're a little fearful because it's like, what are they going to say? And then we make a scene that had nothing to do with anything that Jesus was doing. And I realized that just maybe, just maybe, that the Lord was bringing somebody to us and I missed it. But if I can miss it, I think that maybe you could miss it. And I wonder if the Lord is telling us that it's time for our eyes. Remember last week we talked about this. If we actually began to see what's going on in the spiritual realm, but we're so preoccupied with the physical realm that we miss what God is doing in the spirit. You see, I do believe that the, the Lord is already working because the Word of God says that He desires that none should perish. Not one. Which means He's already going after people. He's already working on their heart. And He's waiting for somebody like you and I to stop being so suspicious, to slow down enough, and to stop 
feeling like, I'm going to feel very uncomfortable about this. And he's saying, would you just be faithful and trust that I'm putting people in your path, putting them into the parking lots of your life, and we're so busy taking out the trash, we're so busy getting on to the next thing in life, that we miss the opportunities that the Lord is giving us. But I wonder if it starts this way, because I truly believe if I would have actually had the right thinking at that moment, my actions would have been different. Because I believe that wrong thinking will create wrong acting. Wrong thinking will create wrong acting. Because as we think, so we will respond in the proper way. So maybe the wrong thinking was, who are these guys, huddlums in our parking lot? What are they up to? Wrong thinking. The right thinking was what took place a couple days later of saying, God, did you just give me a couple people that needed you and you drove them into our parking lot? It was very uncommon that somebody would be doing that activity right here in their front parking lot. And then I realized, oh my, could it be that the Lord was bringing somebody to us? But the wrong thinking created wrong acting, and I want to challenge us to begin to have right thinking. The right thinking to realize that God's heart is for every person to know him. That God's heart is he wants people to not only know him, but then have them join this family of God, have them join into this place called church, which is people of God coming together to encourage each other, to help each other grow. I want us to begin to see it this way. Lord Jesus, give us eyes to see people. You see, I think we have, we have eyes to see, but are we looking at the right thing? I think we're looking at our checkbooks. I think we're looking at our movies. I think we're looking at um, our social media. I think we're looking at a lot of things. But are you looking into somebody's eyes? Realizing that they're people who have a story. And that story is waiting to be connected with God's story. The story of redemption, the story of Jesus Christ, who will save them, who will give them hope, who will give them peace, who will give them everlasting life. Lord Jesus, give us hearts to feel. We talked about the Good Samaritan in this series and how the religious even walked on the other side of the street, but it took the Samaritan to stop for a moment and to feel and to have compassion on this guy that was beat up on the side of the road. And do we have hearts to feel people's pain, their disappointment, their loss? Are we so busy taking the garbage out? Give us the boldness to speak. And not just any words, but the words of hope, the words of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give us boldness to speak. If you're in life group, one of your life group questions this week is going to be, what is the gospel? 
And I'll tell you, the gospel is quite simply the gospel is Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That God is with us, Emmanuel, died on a cross for our sins to reunite us to our Father in heaven who wants to love us and care for us, give us a hope and a future. And finally, give us the faith to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe it is the Spirit of God that dwells inside of us, that allows us to have the right thinking. Why did I miss it that day? Maybe I was too preoccupied with a church meeting. It's not ironic. <laughs> oh, that's my prayer for us this morning. As we close this series of expand, but not closing our hearts for the expansive work that the Lord wants to do, that we're not closing our eyes to see the expanse of the people that are longing for hope, that are longing to belong. Give us eyes to see people, hearts to feel their pain, boldness to speak of the truth of the gospel, and faith to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand to your feet, please? I've asked you to stand purely just to change your posture. If you feel comfortable opening up your hands, open your hands. But I just wonder, I just wonder if the Lord is beginning to allow us to have his heart. To allow us to begin to see the things that he sees. Which are people who need the Lord. But it starts with us slowing life down just enough to look into somebody's eyes. Just maybe long enough to hear their story and have compassion. Maybe when the Spirit of God nudges you to say, share your story about what Jesus has done in your life, you begin to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the hope that he has given you, but the hope he wants to give the other person. Right now, Lord Jesus, we pray, as we prayed a few weeks ago, that we would be filled once again with your Holy Spirit. Because I believe that the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is the thing that gives us the power and the boldness. To go like your disciples went, to like the 72 went out into the world to proclaim the gospel and to bring healing to many. Lord Jesus, I pray that this church, the people of this place called Grace Capital Church, would see what you see, would feel what you feel, and would have the courage to speak what you want spoken, the words of your gospel. Lord Jesus, I've just been so mindful of the fact that you can do anything in the world, but you have chosen that your church is the answer for a dying and hurting world. Your church is the answer, which is not the people who are paid, 
to lead the people of the church. The church is people, the followers of Jesus Christ. Each one of us are ministers of the gospel. Lord Jesus, I pray that we would begin to see the people that you've brought into our lives, that are in the parking lot of our lives. Let us not walk by with suspicion, with activity, with busyness, but we begin to see the hearts that you're giving us. I'm also mindful that today you might have brought somebody today. There might be somebody here today that just came in through these doors that don't know you. Like in the first service when four people gave their life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. That there might be some here who would be saying, you know what, you talk about this Jesus, but I don't know him. I know of him, but I don't have a relationship with him. How in the world am I going to have compassion if I don't even first feel this Jesus or know this Jesus? And if that's you today and you want to know who Jesus is and I want to pray for you just right where you're at, a simple prayer of, of just acknowledging who Jesus is, that you want to follow him. Is there anybody here today that would say that you want to follow Jesus today, that you would want to be introduced to Jesus today? Just slip up your hand. If you want to know Jesus, slip up your hand. Look at me if, you're, if your hand is raised. I, just want, I want to make sure we make eye contact. Anybody in this section want to know Jesus? I'm over here at this section here today. Thank you so much. Anybody else want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior? Anybody else? All of us can be refreshed and just say the simple prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Fill me afresh. I want to serve you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross for my sins. Thank you three days later, Lord Jesus, that you rose from the grave, conquering death, proving that you are who you say you are, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. I want to follow you, Lord Jesus, all the days of my life. I want to go to these waters of baptism, which would be next. That I want to plug into a group and get connected to your word, Lord Jesus. So I might be able to grow. Be productive for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people. Incredibly precious incredibly valuable, incredibly loved. Encourage them, Father. Let them have eyes to see, hearts to feel, boldness to speak, being filled with your Spirit. Everybody said, Amen. Well, guys, this does conclude our series, but it doesn't conclude our life living for Jesus. If I can have our prayer team to come up at the end here too. I just want to have people available for you. If you need prayer, if you would say that, you know, I came here, I'm feeling discouraged. I need healing. 
I need deliverance. I need a prophetic word of encouragement. I need discernment at a decision that I'm going to make. Whatever it might be, or, you know, I prayed the prayer to receive Christ, and, and I just want to tell somebody. Please tell somebody. Also, if you receive Christ today, please take a moment, fill out one of those cards in the seat, turn in on the way out. It will give us a chance to follow up with you so we can tell you your next steps. I want to let you know that the Father in heaven is pleased with you. But he wants you to begin to see the hearts of many, the lives of many that want to be connected to Jesus Christ, but they're waiting for you to invite them into a relationship with him. Go be the church this week. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 